Welcome everybody, this is the Toss-Up. It is October 25th. We've got a great couple of games ahead. We'll get right into it. Our two guests for today are lovely folks. we got one returner, one newcomer. Maddie, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Maddie. <laughs> uh, you were on here against your sister Abigail Howell, who I believe is gloating in the corner over her previous victory. Whooped her butt. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't say that, but okay. I will say, you. I don't know how much better your chances are. We do have a birthday curse on this show where the people whose birthday was the closest do tend to lose. And I understand you had a birthday recently. Is that right? Yeah, well, he, yeah by a week difference. <laughs> yeah, so our other guest did also have a recent birthday. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Cameron. Welcome, Cameron. How, how long ago was your birthday? October 10th. October 10th. And Maddie... 17th? The 17th, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if you can break the birthday curse with this. We've got five games ahead of us. And we'll start, as always, with the Week in Review. Don't worry if you lose this one. It's only counting one point towards your final score and a slight advantage in our last game. But, yeah, how, uh, how news savvy are you folks? Uh, um, he was just looking up the news. So. Yeah, I did a little research, but... We'll head start. We'll see how helpful it is. Yeah, because someone gave him a hint. <laughs> you weren't here. You gotta help out <laughs> the newcomers. All right, yeah, it's true. It's hard. It's hard to be a newbie. Maybe on he show. felt bad for you, and that's why. <laughs> hey, an um, L is an L, so we got week in review on the board, then Chronicler, then Waypoints, which is a new one. I think Chronicler's new, actually. Two new games this week. Uh, not my forte, and of course, finally, Quick Draw Trivia. We'll start with week in review. The only rule that's different about this one uh, than the other ones is that you have to uh, listen to the entire question before you answer. Every game after this, you are welcome to to interrupt. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Question number one of Week in Review. Tokyo unveiled their state-of-the-art aquatics facility built for what delayed international event? The Olympics. The Olympics. Correct answer. Yes. Yeah, the no Olympics idea. have been delayed until, I don't even know if it's 2021. It might take a you know, ton of planning, so it'll be delayed another year. Not sure. But the pictures of the swimming facility, pretty crazy. Okay, number two. In order to reduce ocean contamination from microplastics, researchers have proposed banning what decorative substance from stores? Straws? Nope. Plastic bags? Nope. I mean, that's not really decorative. It's very, it's uh, arts and craftsy. Halloween decorations? Nope. Even more specific. It's like one of the, you know, just... Things you'd have at an arts and crafts table. Paintbrushes. Very, very shiny. And, paper? And very <laughs> <laughs> That's and not very, well, I'm thinking about like the paper, like the, you know, um, like the gift wrapping paper or whatever. Like you said, gotcha. because I just bought some gold shiny. Well, there you go. Think about gold shiny wrapping paper. What might be on it that makes it shiny? Not aluminum or aluminum. Mm -mm. Tin. Think about microplastics, little, little pieces of plastic that are shiny. Confetti? Nope. In that same vein, though, people make, you know, bombs out of them. Glitter? Glitter. Correct answer. Yes, people are thinking of banning glitter. It's apparently very detrimental to the environment, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. Um, but yeah, it's all been ending up in the ocean. I Tons of microplastics. That. Yeah, I, it was a really hard guess for me, too. <laughs> We already got some vintage going on over here, Abby. I'm over right. here looking at Abby was literally just scratching her eyelid, okay? <laughs> I got some glitter in there. 
All right, we are up 2-0, and oh, Maddie. Excellent work so far, and here's number three. I worked really after, hard. I'm going to butcher these last names, but after defeating just Justin Gathji, I think his name is, in the UFC 254 headliner, which Russian mixed martial artist announced his retirement? Oh, uh, I'll take a first name if you got it. Steve. Is, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He beat Connor. Nikosi? No. Why am I forgetting his name right now? I usually like to, like to give hints to get you closer to the name, but I, I this is a rough one. Why do I not know that? I'm out. I don't. I have no <laughs> Maddie's idea. Maddie's stepping out. Cameron, you got a guess? Why am I forgetting it? I just watched it. <laughs> All right, no points awarded for this one. The answer is Khabib oh, Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov, something like that. You just said something about Khabib, too. Or maybe you said the Beebs. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> I was, I was very talking about Khabib just beat Justin Gaethje and announced his retirement. Gaethje, is that how you pronounce it? Justin Gaethje. Gaethje, got it. Okay. Well, farewell to Khabib. No points awarded there. 2-0 Maddie on to number four. 49-year-old political opposition leader Leopoldo Lopez has fled which South American country after sheltering in the Spanish embassy? Oh, I'm going to answer this question. It's like ridiculous. I'm trying not to talk that loud because it was going to be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Any South American countries coming to mind? Brazil? Not Brazil. North Cuba. of Brazil. That's not Cute. South America. <laughs> uh, Chile. That's that is south of Brazil. Ecuador. Uh, nope. Guatemala. New. No. I don't. Is that even South America? That's central. It's close. Um. You said Brazil. Mm-hmm. Portugal. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. An this ocean one. away. All right, no points awarded. Venezuela is the correct answer. Oh, Leopoldo Lopez <laughs> was know. suspected to have been appointed by the CIA to lead an unsuccessful coup against Nicolas Maduro. Didn't go well, and now he's fled the country. After all your guesses, I should have been like, China. <laughs> <laughs> Still a two-zip here for Maddie. On to number five, Pope Francis has named Archbishop Wilton Gregory a cardinal, making him the first cardinal to be what? Not attracted to little boys. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, man. Maddie, this is live. Oh. Please Let's go forgive in. her. I can't Please take it forgive out. her. Unedited. Um, wow. Yeah, the censor. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't have a way of confirming that. I can't. <laughs> Could you redo the question? Sure. It's Pope Francis oh. recently named Archbishop Wilton Gregory a cardinal. Making him the first, He's still crying. Making this new cardinal, Wilton Gregory, the first cardinal to be what? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Come on, you got. You guys can get this one. Hold on, let me... Think about the Catholic Church. Think about you know where they're founded, what the demographics of that area is, and why it would be newsworthy that we've got the first ever high-ranking Catholic Church member. That first is... one to be Catholic. Is he black? No, yes, he's black. Oh my god. <laughs> the first I was gonna say to race. Yes, black. <laughs> you see the first one to be Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
god. All right, here we go. Another point for Maddie. I'm not even Three zip here. I don't know what a cardinal is. It's just Besides higher. It's like the, the next step from cardinals. Archbishop, I believe. I can't. In oh the gosh. ranking. All right. Uh, number six. Here we go. Cameron, I think this one is for you. Which NFL quarterback currently leads in third down passer rating? Tim Tebow. Significantly ahead of Patrick Mahomes in second place. Russell Wilson. Nope. Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Maddie, you could get this too. That's all. In fact, you're probably even more familiar with... Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I was going to guess that, but I didn't know. First point on the board for Cameron. Yes, the rookie Justin Herbert from U of Oregon. I was literally... That was about to come out of my mouth, but I almost said his brother instead of him, so... Super close. All right, Cameron, you're on the board now. One to three. Maddie's still in the lead. On to number seven. Which U.S. state has seen the largest influx in early voting, already reaching 76% of total turnout in 2016. Texas. Texas, correct answer. All over boom, early voting. Boom, boom, boom. Perfect. Two to three. Now it's a close game. On to number eight. Washington State entomologists have found and eradicated a nest of what killer insects? Killer hornets. Murder hornets. Murder hornets. Oh. They were, murder. they were murder hornets. Specifically murder hornets. Not killer hornets. They got malice. Murder hornets. Oh my! <laughs> Four they to rip two. The head off of bees. <laughs> yes, they do. Fun fact. Thank you for the details. All right, Maddie's currently doubling Cameron's score. On to number nine here. A second court, federal court, has blocked President Trump's attempt to alter what population tracker ahead of the 2020 election? A uh, voting tracker. No population tracker. Oh, it's got a specific name. Uh, it happens census? once every ten years. Yes, the census. Correct answer. 5-2. Getting skunked over here, Cameron. All right. Yeah, her sister feeding her answer. That's not true. Not that one. No. (laughs) All right, here we go. Number 10. A bombshell report has revealed that Google paid what tech giant $12 billion to appear as the default search engine on their devices? Microsoft. Nope. Safari? Nope. Um, mm, 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 Apple. Apple. Correct answer. Reportedly paid $12 billion to appear as the default search engine, which some are interpreting as an anti-competitive violation. I think they they should get sued, please. (laughs) It's really sad. Okay, number 11. Cameron, you're only down two points now. Five aides to what U.S. political leader have tested positive for COVID-19? Wait, say that one more time. Five aides, so people who who, support this political leader, have tested positive for COVID-19. Which political leader are we talking about? Joe Biden. The vice mm-hmm. president. Vice president. Uh, Pen- Pence. Mike Pence. Pence, correct answer. But I said his first no, name. No, I'm going to no, give it to Cameron by no. a hair. I think he's, I just I read he's that about before. to say penis, not Pence. Okay? <laughs> you need to censor your language. There may be little kids watching this later on. This is okay, why they keep you. asking me back and you're the first guest, sweetheart. <laughs> All right, four points for Cameron, five points for Maddie. One point game. Maddie's still got the edge here. Number 12, new guidelines from California on public COVID-19 risk exposure have ensured that, unfortunately, what theme park will be remaining closed for months? Disney. 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 I'm going to give it to Cameron because he said it after after, the question was completed. Uh, (laughs) You you said it. (laughs) We're neck and neck, and we got three questions to go. Still anyone's game here, and I think that you guys can get all three of the remaining questions. There is evil eye in the building going around. All right. Number 13. Here we go. 
Purdue Pharma reached an $8 billion settlement with the Justice Department over the aggressive, mar aggressive marketing of what opioid? Very prominent drug. It was mass marketed to doctors. Xanax? Nope. Um, and it's been... It's like... ADHD medica medication? I don't think it's used for ADHD. It's mostly pain methadone? medication. Nope. It's not, a, it's not a rehabilitation drug. Uh, it's right. something that's been prescribed by a lot of doctors to address long-lasting pain. People get hooked on it, can't afford it anymore, often turn to heroin. It's very much a cause of the opioid crisis. Oh, it's Vicodin. Um, nope. Fentanyl. Mm-mm. What? You can't prescribe fentanyl. That's super, super legal. I almost said Benadryl for a second. <laughs> you guys, I'm sure you know the Boy. name. It shares the first Ketamine. two syllables Ketamine? with the gas that we breathe. Um, Oxycodone. Oh. Ooh, nice. Got it there. Oxycontin, codone, same diff. All right. Uh, Cameron's got the upper hand here. Six points to Maddie's five. Well, to be fair, he piggybacked off my Disneyland answer, so really. It's true. Who's winning here? A win Maddie's proven herself more knowledgeable. All right. Number 14, penultimate question. The parents of 545 children are still missing after the families were separated where? Where? Hmm? Where were the family separated? In California? No. I don't know where they put... I don't know. General geographical area. In the United States. United States what? Of America. <laughs> <laughs> 545 children entered the country with their family and were separated... Because of Mexico. Ice. Okay, you've said one country, you've said another country. What location am I looking for? There's one country up top, another country up bottom. Border. Canada. Border. There we go. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to the next country. America's like, ice is located in Canada. <laughs> U.S.-Mexico border was indeed the question I was answering. Can we get a half for. point for that? Because I gave half, he gave half. <laughs> no, he said border. He, he said, said Mexico. You said, yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question on the board. Number 15. With economic devastation from the pandemic, which state currently holds a 17% unemployment rate, the highest by far in the country. California? No, even farther west. Farther west? Come on, Alaska? The, no. Hawaii? Even, yes, Hawaii, correct answer. Oh, I was like, you can't Hawaii, go yes. California. They're hoping to reboot their, their tourism industry to see if they can get some employment back, but yeah. All right. That is indeed the end of Week in Review. Cameron, you were down the whole game, but you pulled it out with an 8-5 to five win over Maddie. Excellent work. I still might let Maddie win. You know, it is our anniversary. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary to both. Cameron goes up by one a point. Cheese. Cameron, you'll also get an advantage in our final game. Uh, but before that, we're going to be doing Chronicler and talk about the history of Halloween right after the break.
you're back, everyone. Cameron's up one point to zero. Uh, but don't worry, we got plenty of points ahead. Our next game is a new one called Chronicler. We are indeed less than a week away from Halloween. Next Sunday will be, what is that, the 1st of November. So this is our chance to get spooky. Um, do you guys big Halloween celebrators? Yes, really it's like my favorite Halloween. holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Number one, you well, guys. Well, in that case, it's my most favorite holiday ever. Oh, my goodness. That anyone's ever did have. But... <laughs> <laughs> How they said that right, but <laughs> that's how much I love it. It gets me flustered. <laughs> Dang! Wow, true love in the building. Um, okay, so Chronicler is a game of history. Uh, we have let's see, fifteen events on the board. All of them have assigned a year or a general range of years. None of them precedes the year zero. Um, so we're going between let's see, zero to twenty twenty. We'll go ahead and say that the starting date you to guess from with respect to oh my god you guys are cracking up what is going on there's some telepathy <laughs> telepathy jokes going on I nothing no all right so we're starting with the year 1010 1010 i'll give you an event you guys there's no race here you guys both have uh, a chance to guess whether or not that event occurred before or after 1010 cool then i'll give you the year and we'll go from there <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> 1010 BC or... <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just reading the event. Here we go. All Martyrs Day, which is a day to honor all saints and martyrs, became a tradition in the Roman Church each uh, November 1st. Do you think that that event occurred before or after 1010? After. After 1010? What's your guess, Maddie? After. Both guessing after? Yeah. Incorrect. Far before, 609 AD. Oh, wow. Yeah. So no points awarded for that first one. But now the date that Dang. we're going off of is 609. Okay. If I go after, you should go before. It's a 50-50 chance to get Okay, well, I genuinely thought after. All right. Oh. 609 AD. Okay. Here's number two. The Celtic celebration of... Oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. It's I think it's Samhain, but it's spelled Samhain for some reason. Anyway, Celtic celebration. It's observed on October 31st in Ireland, the UK, and northern France one day before the Celtic New Year. Did that tradition start being observed before 609 or after? After. After? I want to say before. Before? Cameron gets a point. It is indeed over 2,000 years old now. There is not a direct date on the first year that it was observed, but that is pretty much as old as we get in terms of Halloween. Cool? Here's number three. The tradition we now call trick-or-treating has its beginnings in a three-day event called All Hallowtide. These three days span the eve of All Saints' Day into All Souls' Day, during which the participants dress in black to mourn the dead. Is that going to be after roughly zero, year zero, or before? After. After? After. Correct answer. It was 1556 was the first time that early trick-or-treating was observed. Cameron, you got two points. Maddie, you got one. Now let's see number four. So as the three main days of spirited celebration go in the early days of Halloween, All Hallows' Eve on the 31st of October, All Hallows' Day the following day on November 1st, and All Souls' Day the day after that, uh, as all three of those holidays continued to gain popularity in Europe, the Aztecs in Mexico began celebrating Dia de los Muertos. So does that happen before or after 1556? Before. Before? After. Mm -hmm. After. Maddie gets the point here. Dia de los Muertos started in the 1300s. Long before. I let you get that point. <laughs> All right. Doing well so far. Two and two. Here's number five. French composer Camille 
<sighs> Camille Saint Saint Sen Saint Sens. Thank you. I've got a little pal in the back there. Okay. Uh, anyway, she wrote a tone poem called Danse Macabre, which takes place on Halloween. The ghoulish music tells the story of the Grim Reaper waking at midnight to, a, to host a Halloween dance with skeletons. It's been called, like, the purest Halloween music ever. Anyway, do you think that was composed before or after the 1300s? Before. Before 1300s? After. After. Cameron gets the point there. It was composed roughly... 500 years after in 1874. Interesting. Dance of Macabre. All right. 1874 is now our, our date to jump off of. Number six. In Ireland, a matchmaking cook might customarily bury a ring in a woman's mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. Wait, where do you get that done at? Uh, this was an old <laughs> customary. It's very, it's very weird. Apparently, a, a big facet of Halloween was trying to hook up single women. So in Ireland, you might bury a ring of sorts into a woman's mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping that it would bring them true love. Interesting. We'll make you some mashed potatoes on Halloween. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Is that before or after 1874? Before. Before? Before. Before? One point to each of you. It was indeed uh, the 1700s that that occurred. Whatever happened to one say before, one say after? I like before. So. <laughs> um, four points for Cameron, three points for Maddie. One point game here. Uh, here's number seven. Growing fear among pilgrims about witchcraft in their settlements popularizes the black cat symbol. Before or after the 1700s? Before. Before? Before. Before. 1620, indeed. So 1620, 1690, all those Salem witch trials take place and the black cat really rises as a symbol of witchcraft and wizardry and all that good stuff all right yes 1620 cameron you're up five to four now here's number eight the first officially sanctioned halloween celebration is held in anoka minnesota over the next several years more cities follow suit before or after 1620 after after before before 1620 the answer was after 1921 was the first uh, formally observed Halloween celebration sanctioned by the, the local government. All right, 1921 is the date to go off of now. Cameron, you are up by two. Here's number nine. The first movie of a horror movie franchise, Halloween, is released, and Michael Myers becomes an evil mascot for the holiday, before or after 1921. After. Okay. After. After. One point to each of you. Yes, Halloween was indeed released on 1978. It went on to... How many films did it have? Four? Five, I think? So many. Very, very many. Michael Myers is ubiquitous in the slasher scene. All right. Two-point lead still. Cameron, you're hanging on here. Here's number 10. Charlie Brown gets more tricks than treats in the now iconic Halloween cartoon, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, before or after 1978? Before. Before 1978? Before. Before? Two befores. The answer is 1966. Another point to each of you. Excellent work. All right, here we go. Number 11, trick-or-treaters in Belleville, Illinois, who are over the age of 12, are banned from going door-to-door, facing fines from $100 to $1,000. So old kids are not allowed to trick-or-treat in Illinois. Did that happen before or after 1966? After. 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 Correct. That happened in 2010. Quite a ways after. 
No change in the uh, point difference here. Cameron, you got, what is this, nine? Maddie, you got seven. Still a two-point game. And number 12, due to the high numbers of young children during the baby boom, parties were moved from town civic centers into the classroom or home where they could more easily be accommodated before or after 2010. Beef. Before. Before? Before. Before. Correct answer. Both of you got another point there. Point difference remains two points. And we've got three remaining. Anything could happen here. This one's dark. A Texan named Roland, no, Ronald Clark O'Brien fatally poisoned his eight-year-old son by lacing Halloween candy with cyanide. He also handed out poison candy to a few other neighborhood children, though none died. The case prompted widespread fear about poison candy from strangers, mm. even though experts say it's never actually been a widespread problem. Was that before or after the 1950s? After. After? After. Both after. Correct answer was 1974. Another point for you both. Two questions remaining here. This one, uh, a singer named Bobby Boris Pickett released a Halloween-themed novelty song called Monster Mash. The unexpected hit was hugely popular, and on October 30th that year, the album topped the charts as the number one record in the country, selling one million copies. Is that... We got a desperate dog behind the door. <laughs> um, yeah, did Monster Mash come out before or after 1950? After? Before. Correct answer is after. 1974. <laughs> Maddie got a point there. All right, one point game. Maddie, you could tie here if, if Cameron does not get the point. So the last, the last uh, year was 1962. Uh, number 15, 172 million Americans celebrated the holiday on this year, with the average consumer spending $86.27, according to the National Retail Federation. Before or after 1962? After. after. Both saying after? Correct answer was 2019. Another point awarded to you both. Maddie didn't do bad, but Cameron edged you out by one point. So, Maddie, you got, what is this, 11 points out of your score. You are at 11. Cameron, you got 13 points out of your score, taking that one from Week in Review. You're at 14. Let's go. Let's go. All right. That was... Well performed by you both. Uh, Three-point lead here by Cameron. Heading into game number three. We'll be right back after the break. score is 14 for Cameron, 11 points for Maddie. We're heading into our third game here, a quick one called Waypoints. Very basic geography game. Uh, this one probably going to be a fair amount of shouting because it's the first person to say the correct answer wins, but be careful. Once you say the wrong answer, you don't get a guess again. Cool? Okay. So, very basic geography game. I'm going to give you 10 of the largest, most prominent music festivals in the world. I've been told that you guys are big music festival aficionados. Is that fair to say? Mm. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you a little description of each one of them. Um, we're going to be starting from Eugene. 
So Eugene, where we are right now, is the starting point. This first one is not in Eugene, but after I read it to you, you can let me know what direction it is in respect to Eugene. Cool? So if my answer was a music festival in Washington, you would say north. Sweet? I am yes. horrible at directions. We'll see, we'll see how we do. I'm very, I'm very excited for this one. Okay, starting Eugene, Oregon, here is number one. Since 1999, this festival has produced many memorable moments, notably Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's 2012 set, where the two were joined on stage by a hologram of late rapper Tupac Shakur and Daft Punk's 2006 set, often hailed as one of the best sets in Coachella history. South. South, correct answer. First point for Cameron. All right, so now we're in California. Cool? Coachella. That's where we're going from here. Here's number two. Held in Manchester, Tennessee annually since 2002, the four-day festival gets its name from the Creole slang for good stuff and has been lauded for being one of the most environmentally friendly festivals of its kind. It's the Bonnaroo Way. East. East, correct answer. Ooh, that was a guess. <laughs> Is there a reason you're putting your foot in my face? I wanted to see if you could talk. Oh, okay. I thought I wanted to be quieter. <laughs> no. I am the host, you know. <laughs> I gotta get the questions out somehow. Okay, one-to-one. One. Excellent work. Number three, name the, named the world's largest jazz festival by Guinness World Records after almost two million music lovers attended its 25th edition in 2004. This festival is a landmark event on the jazz circuit, taking place over 10 days and featuring 3,000 artists from 30 countries across the globe. Who knew Montreal International Jazz Festival would be such a hit? South, north, not south, north. North is the correct answer. Yes, up in Canada. I, I thought once you said the wrong answer, you can't say it. Well, I did. Says, south, north. I just, I'll give it to you. She says south. Okay, what if I had a lisp and that's just how I talked? <laughs> that's you rude. Don't. You don't. North, actually. What is your lisp adding south into north? <laughs> really bad one. <laughs> Super tough. All right, well, Maddie's up 2-1 now. Uh, on to number four. Not only is it the most I iconic event in festival history, the four-day fest attended by over a half a million that took over Max Yasgur's upstate New York dairy farm in 1969 is also one of pop culture's most definitive moments. The subsequent documentary went on to win an Oscar aptly titled Woodstock. East? Incorrect. Cameron, you gotta get it right. North. Incorrect. No. Montreal, we were Montreal before. Montreal, Canada. We're going down to New York. South. No points awarded. All right. Uh, here is number five. Denmark's Roskilde Festival. Definitely mispronouncing that. Uh, it's held each year since 1971. It's one of the world's longest running festivals. And today is an eight day long. That's four days of music preceded by a four day warm up party. Musical extravaganza attracting over 100,000 attendants each year. East. East is the correct answer. Two and two. All right, here's number six. From its humble beginnings back in 1970, as a two-day gig costing just one pound to attend, including free milk from founder Michael Evis's Worthy Farm, this UK festival has grown to be one of the festival circuit's most legendary events, with tickets selling out within 30 minutes of their release. The mass of frustrated latecomers has been become known as the Glastonbury Fury. East. South. Uh, both incorrect. I'll give you both another guess. West. West is the correct answer. Excellent work there. Yes. So we were in Denmark. We're going west to the UK. Um, yeah, Glastonbury. Definitely a crazy huge festival. All right, here's number seven. This festival claws its way from extreme metal to punk rock, passing by every gnarled and innovative subgenre in between. 
The French Hellfest of Clisson is a pace-setting high point of metal and rock calendar, which has no close competition. South. South, correct answer. Down in France. <laughs> Maddie's taking a lead here. Four to two. All right, three questions remaining. Number eight, held over four days in the chill of November, this small island festival is sponsored by the nation's capital and a national airline. Bringing in both local musicians and international acts, there's no event quite like Iceland Airwaves. North. North, another one from Maddie. Excellent work. Five to two here. Two questions remaining. Here's number nine. The largest music festival in South America's largest country is often called the biggest show on earth, packed full of parades, floats, samba schools, which are neighborhood clubs of marching and drumming. There is simply no escaping the Rio Carnival. East. East. Incorrect. West. Incorrect. South. South is the correct answer. All right. Excellent work. Eat these Six to waffles. two now. This is rough. Yeah, we went from Iceland all the way down to Rio. Final question. This one's a tricky one. More than a music festival, Lost Paradise showcases its diverse music lineup alongside a wide range of activities from the morning through the night, including yoga, talks, workshops, healing arts, and indigenous experiences that are sure to keep your mind and body stimulated deep within the Glenworth Valley of Australia. North. Incorrect. I don't know if I instantly knew that was wrong. Now here's the qualm, Cameron. We're in South America already. Okay, it, let's, why are we talking to him like that? Is it farther? Well, she, said, she said north. Mango. It's on the other side of the globe. The question is, which way is quicker? West. Correct. West. Well done. All right. Well, Maddie still walked away quite victorious from that one. Seven points to Cameron's three. Adding it up here. Uh, you got 18 points, Maddie. Cameron, you got 17. Now one point game. Ooh. Getting interesting here. That's the third game. We're heading into the fourth. Not my forte right after the break. back everyone the score is 18 points for maddie 17 points for cameron uh but this one's going to be interesting i don't know how many points will be awarded i have in front of me two sets of 10 questions in a game of not my forte the way this works is i'm taking something that you guys are particularly interested in and giving it to the other contestant so maddie we're gonna oh, go with no. you first because you are up by a point okay. you're gonna have to answer 10 questions about military etiquette are they multiple choice they are not unfortunately <laughs> it's uh you got to get it or you don't get it. And then we'll go over to set B in which Cameron will answer 10 questions about theater etiquette. We'll see how you do. All right, Maddie, starting with you. I do think they're not in a specific order, but I think they start off generally easier and get generally harder. Okay. Number one, which hand is it proper to salute with? 
<laughs> She's testing them out, which feels which feels right. Is it your right hand? It is your right hand. Excellent work. One point for Maddie. And these are single guesses, just so you know. Number two, what must never happen when folding the American flag? It can't touch the ground. Can't touch the ground. There you go. Two and oh. Excellent work. <laughs> Cameron's already cringing over here. We'll see. We'll see how many you get right. Number three, what ranks higher in the army? A major or a captain? <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> You're really Thought ruminating on this harder. one. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think because I want to get it right. It's harder for her. Harder for the layman. I think it's a major. It is indeed a major. Excellent work. Three and zero oh so far. All right, number four on base. What is always played before movies at the movie theater? The national anthem. Correct answer. National anthem. Taps. Well done. Taps as well. Is that is that customary? Yeah. All right. 4-0 so far. Excellent work. Number five, what is the name of the instrument used for wake-up, work, and lunch calls? What is that? It's a trumpet? It's the It is not a trumpet. It is technically a bugle. Yes. It is a bugle. No points awarded there. All right. So we're at the halfway point. You got four to five. You're killing it. Number six. Yes or no question. Is a civilian allowed to salute a soldier in uniform? No. Correct. It's not considered very polite. All right. Number seven. This one's tougher. We're getting to the tough zone now. What does a silver star flag or banner honor? What does it honor? Mm-hmm. Like combat? Yeah. Does a little bit more like specific, specific than that. Not an incorrect. You didn't give it an incorrect guess. It's got to be a little bit more specific than that. Like... Like bravery or something like that, maybe? I mean, this is definitely yes. a brave a brave individual that it honors. That is one guess, and that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My understanding, camera could be very wrong, but it's for a soldier that is injured or sick in combat. A gold, is gold star gold is, star is for, killed in combat, right? Yeah, gold star is for, for the families. Um, they get special privileges. Got it. At, um, after, and military help out the families, too. It's not just special privileges. Right. And what did you say, the gold star? I said star. silver star, which is, is that injured and ill? Yeah, injured. Got it. Cool. I was basically I might be You wrong. got the combat part, and you got the bravery part. We just I might be that. wrong, but not I'm... Not dead. I might be wrong, but I'm like 80% sure that's... Well, if Wikipedia taught me anything... <laughs> <laughs> Forgive right. me if I'm wrong. Uh, here's number eight. Name two things that you cannot do while the national anthem is playing. You can't walk... No, you can walk. As a soldier? I don't know about a soldier, but these are just customary things that are listed that you cannot do. Things that are... Talk? You can't talk. That's one of them. And you can't... Like, eat? Yeah, there you go. The answers were smoke, eat, chew gum, drink, use a cell phone, read, and talk. Okay. Another point. Excellent work. Two questions remaining. This one's tough. What is an apple polisher? A shoe shiner. No. <laughs> Cameron, can you explain this one better than I can? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. This was, Abby found this one. This is someone. Can she keep guessing? She no, she like, gets one guess. Well, like One guess. Um, you paying attention over there, cheater? I feel like a shoe shiner was a very good guess. It does, it does sound like it. That was my assumption when I first heard it. Because like a, a sort of synonym or something similar is a bootlicker. 
So it's someone who does a job out of, more out of fear of reprisal and for their own benefit. Someone's mm-hmm. selfish. They're not really Well, I thought it was like a team. yes man. So if someone's like, exactly. hey, can you do this? Is this not like a good idea? They're like, yeah, yeah. Even though it's a horrible idea. Yeah. Just to like kind of be like, yeah, like promote Suck me. Yeah. yeah. Well, thing. You have to do that all the time in the military because if they're higher rank and they tell you what to do, no matter if it's a good or a bad idea, you still have to do it. Damn. All right. Maybe it's not a, a, as poor <laughs> as we thought. Uh, Maddie, you got six points here. One question remaining. This one's definitely the hardest. Good job. Fill in the blank. This is, a, this is a song. Count off the cadence loud and strong for wherever we go. You will always know that the... Army's strong? Eh, you got the rhyme. It's army goes rolling along. That was close. It was close. That's the army song. Yeah. All right, well, at the end of your set, six points. That is definitely pretty strong. Six points added to your score gets you up to 24. You're now seven points ahead of Cameron. Cameron, you ready for your theater etiquette? Not at all. (laughs) Do not expect seven points. We'll start easy. We'll see how it goes. Um, Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be... It's going to be rough. These are actually... I, I would say these sort of get hard in the middle and then get easier. All right. Number one, photography is allowed in some theaters so long as the camera doesn't do what? Flashes. Correct. Good no job. flashes allowed. Well done. I didn't right. think you were going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, does Broadway impose a dress code for its audiences? Yes. Incorrect. It does not. You can show up wearing sweatpants if you want. You'll just be snipped at. What? Um, all right, here's number three. What is the name for theater attendants that help show patrons to their seats? Like, who do you... Ushers. Ushers, correct answer. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good hint. All right, you got Flash and Ushers. Two points for you. Here's number four. At the end of a particularly good show... How is the audience supposed to applaud? By standing up and clapping. Absolutely. Standing ovation. Another point for you there. Excellent work. Okay. This one's a bit tough. Number five. During a musical, i.e. not during intermission, during the actual musical, when is it recommended to get up and use the restroom if needed? Right Right after you come off set? We're talking about an audience member, not <laughs> oh, a cast I, member. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, you can pee on the stage, <laughs> depending on the musical. Yeah. I did not. We all wear right. these so, big diapers so we can really let it out. So it's not the pee. Um, like the audience. When, can, when should the audience? If they have to pee, when during a musical is it most appropriate? Uh... Between each song? Correct. Yeah, at the end of a musical number. So when people it's really when people are applauding. That's when you gotta skedaddle. And quick. then you wait and listen at the door for the next applause and when they you hear it again, then you go then in you back. Can re-enter. In. Exactly. Alright, you got four points so far, doing well. Here's number six. I'm surprised. Is it well? Where is it guesses. most polite to leave your jacket in a theater when the service is provided? Oh the I don't even know what it's called, but the like a closet like the coat rack i'll give it to you coat check coat check excellent five points for you and you got four remaining 
Here we go. Number seven. What is it traditional to bring a cast or crew member on the opening night of their show? Can you repeat that? Sure. What is it traditional to bring a cast or crew member on the opening night of their show? What flowers? What flowers. Correct answer. Good job. Excellent work. How do you know all this? <laughs> have you ever been to a show, like a musical no. or a play? No. no. You'd fit right oh, in. Actually, <laughs> you know all the rules. Actually, I was in choir. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, my, what is it, what do you call him, instructor or? Like your choir teacher? Teacher, yeah. yeah he, teacher. he said I had a lip sing, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't very good. <laughs> All right. Well, you're doing well so far. Three questions remaining. Number eight. It is an unspoken rule of theater that you should not wear too much of what so as to not disturb others sitting nearby. Perfume. Perfume or cologne. Correct answer. Excellent work. All right, two questions remaining, and these ones I think are doable for you as well. For theaters that allow concessions while watching, is it better to eat Junior Mints or Starbursts during a play? Junior Mints. Correct, because Starbursts are wrapped. You don't want any pre-wrapped candy in any sort of play. Well, I was thinking about loud. smacking, and it takes less time that's true. to eat. Yeah, that's a factor. That's definitely That's good. All right, finally, number 10. If you're Simon, neither take less time. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> yes, I can inhale. All right, finally, number 10. To read about the play and the cast, what should you grab before taking a seat? I do not know. All right, phone it in. It is a program. All right, eight points for you, though. You outpaced Maddie there. If we add eight points to your score. Let's go! You missed the most important one. Finish finish the quote. If it's not yours, don't touch it. See, how did you know that? Yeah, but we're doing audience members. We're not doing cast members. But Maddie did military etiquette, not, like, civilian military etiquette. I guess so. I just didn't look up as much stuff for, like, actor's etiquette. Well, that's just common sense. You gave him the easiest ones. (laughs) You gave me an army song. This is true. That's that. I did end on a tough one. We should have been, like, watermelon jello. (laughs) (laughs) See what happens. Watermelon jello. All right. Um, yeah, you got eight points. It means that you had, let's see, added to your score. You're now 25 to Maddie's 24. It's a one point difference. Close but no cigar. One point lead for Cameron. We'll have quick draw trivia for you right after the break.
And we are back, everyone. Cameron's got 25 points against Maddie's 24. One point difference, but, I mean, literally anything could happen for our final game here. There are indeed 30 points on the board. Cameron, Duh. you won Week in Review, which means you got an advantage in our final game. you got to choose the set. You went with set B. What's what's your reasoning behind that? So i got to see what i got to get. Because you're uh, second best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, see what the competition got. Fair. Fair enough. So that Not means that Maddie, much. you're going to be going first. The theme of this evening is baby questions, which I'm told you guys are getting pretty well versed on. Is that the case? Yes. If you guys do not know, Maddie is pregnant. Congratulations. Oh, I'm happy she's pregnant because if you guys were getting like well versed on baby stuff and you weren't pregnant, isn't that kind of creepy? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's like, on my spare time, I just researched babies. <laughs> All right. We'll see how you guys do. But we do, of course, have to do our customary traditional introduction for our favorite game of the evening, which is going to be a completely rational, calm round of... Excellent work. Welcome to Quick Draw Trivia. We've got 30 questions on the board. Uh, again, as a reminder, Cameron, you're up by one point. You've chosen to go second. All right, Maddie, here's how it works. One minute on the board, 15 questions in front of me. You can answer as many as you can within that time. You're allowed to skip, but if you do skip, you will not be returning to those questions within the allotted time. Any question that you skip or get wrong, Cameron will have the chance to answer after the one minute on his own time. Any question that you do not get to in the minute, so say you get to 10, uh, those last five questions, both of you will be able to answer after the minute is over. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'm getting tired here, so I might stumble on my words a bit, but do forgive me. One minute on the board. Quick draw trivia. Baby edition. Maddie's up first. Set A. On your mark. Get set. Go. What is the least popular day of the week for babies to be born? Um, Sunday? Correct. What part of the baby is disproportionately large at birth? The head. Correct. Uh, does the sperm or the egg determine a baby's sex? The sperm. Correct. What part of the leg are babies born without? Fib fibula? Incorrect. Number five, what's different about a newborn's crying than an adult's? Um, I... There's, they don't have any tears. Correct. Uh, number six, Emilio Marcus Palma was the first baby born on what continent? Antarctica. Correct. Number seven, human babies are the only primates to do what when they see their parents? Smile. Correct. Uh, number eight, research shows babies born through what method are more likely to have breathing problems? Um, C-section. Correct. Number nine, until they're seven months old, babies can breathe and do what at the same time? Burp. Incorrect. Number 10, what <laughs> natural ability do babies have that fades shortly after birth? Um, they can swim. Correct. All right, that's one minute, eight points. Yay! That might be one of the best performances we've seen on Quick Draw Trivia. Excellent work. Good I'm gonna be job, a mom. That's what I'm <laughs> All right, we're pumped. Okay, we'll go through those really quick. Uh, you got through ten questions, which means you only got two wrong. Uh, yes, babies are born with the natural ability to swim, but that fades shortly after birth. 
Um, but you didn't get number nine. Cameron, you got a chance to steal a point here. Until they're seven months old, babies can breathe and do what at the same time? Kind of freaks me out, this fact. It's a little weird. Can you repeat it one more time? Until they're seven months old, babies can breathe and do what at the same time? We cannot. <laughs> I, have an, I have an idea. Uh, breathe and take in fluids? Incorrect. Well, I not super incorrect, but I'm not going to give it to you. The answer was swallow. They can well, breathe and swallow so at the same time. That's very, I was thinking weird. about the ambiotic fluids. I hear like, yeah. I thought it was going to be sneeze. Because you know um, how trippy that, that would be. That would be trippy. <laughs> it's like, you're running and sneeze <laughs> and it's no problem. <laughs> All right, uh, Maddie, you did get number eight. Babies born through a C-section are more likely to have uh, breathing problems later in life. Babies are also the only primates that smile at their parents. Emilio Marcus Palma was the first baby born on Antarctica, I believe, in 1978. Uh, newborns cry, but with no tears, unlike adults. Uh, but you didn't get number four. Cameron, here's another chance to steal. What part of the leg are babies born without? Let's say... Is it what part or what don't they have in the leg? It's what part that, that they do not have when they are born. Not relatively the same question. <laughs> Cartilage? Not far off. The answer is kneecaps, which <gasps> are made out of cartilage. I actually did know that. Yeah, that's why it's so part of the reason they don't that, crawl very early cart- in life. That's cartilage. <laughs> not quite. There's hey. other cartilage in your leg. All right. Number three, uh, you got sperm is the part that determines the baby's sex. Uh, the head is disproportionately large at birth and Sunday. One out of seven. I don't know how you got that, but it is the least popular day of the week for babies to be born. Did you actually know that? Or was just a guess. That was a guess. Wow, excellent work. All right, eight points for Maddie. Zero points stolen by Cameron. But there are still five questions on the board in set A. Either of you can answer. Either of you can interrupt. Here is question eleven. Birth defects in what country have increased by forty percent? Mexico. Incorrect. China. China. China is the correct answer. Cameron by... Or no, that was Maddie by yeah, Maddie by Oh, Sorry, I misheard it. I misheard it. I, you, you can go back and listen to yourself. Because I sound like Cameron. I, I could say Abby, yeah, but Cameron. <laughs> um, I had a year metric for that. I, th- I said in what country twice, so I forget how long of a time frame that was. I think it's like since 2001, hmm. 40% increase in birth defects. Okay, number 12. Before the 20th century, Europeans avoided feeding babies what? Can you repeat that one more time? Before the 20th century, Europeans avoided feeding babies. What? Eggs? Mm-mm. It's a very common thing to feed babies now. Avocado? Mm-mm. Formula? No. Ben. Close, though. Breast milk. Oh, I feed them breast milk. Cow's milk? Cow's milk, yeah. It was it no, was, no. Point does not go. Uh-huh. Yes, it does. Abby helped her out. I didn't do nothing. Yes, Get I your was, ass out of here. Yeah, point does not count. You've been, you've been throwing this whole game. I've been stretching my. Okay, hands. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, were you do you like pulling udders over there? No, the, I was. My wrist was sore. <laughs> no she was literally way. going like this, and I was like the motion. And, all right, striking that point for the record. Nothing no. awarded there. You but literally indeed, gave Cameron hints left and right. 
No way. I feel like the men are against the women right now. I know. All right, here I we go. I feel attacked. <laughs> Three questions remaining. And by the way, milk was not for any biological reason. It was pasteurized and everything. They just believed that feeding babies cow's milk would turn them into animals before the 20th century. All right, number 13. Wet nurses with what hair color tended to be the least popular in the 1800s? Redheads. Redheads, correct answer. <laughs> Why would you guess that first, Maddie? Just they believed that they would make their baby overly aggressive. Yeah, I was about to say they don't have souls. They're like red anger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two questions remaining. The average baby will go through 2,700 watts per year. Diapers. Diapers, correct answer. Holy that seems moly. insane. That seems so insane, <laughs> That's right? That's a lot. All right, and finally, number 15, noggin is actually a protein that keeps what part of a baby from fusing? Wait, wait, noggin? Skull. Noggin, the skull is the correct answer, Cameron. So one point there. All right, at the end of set A, 11 points awarded to Maddie, one point awarded to Cameron. That's a big deficit there, Cameron. You think you can fill it? Yes. All right. I'm confident. I'm excited to watch you try. I'm calm, cool, and collective like a cucumber. Amazing. That's the attitude. Okay. Um, Never break under Adding pressure. up the tally before we head into set B. Maddie, you're up by nine points. So we'll see how we to do To the here. average human, that's a lot of points, but I'm not average. You got an extraordinary man. Below average. <laughs> wow. Set B, one minute on the clock. Cameron, you're up here. Let's see it. 15 questions, as many as you can do in a minute. On your mark, get set. Go. Babies born in the month of May tend to be what in comparison to other babies? Smaller. Incorrect. Port wine stains and stork bites are common names for what? Skip. Uh, what is lanugo? Skip. Uh, the color of what part of a baby can change up to six months after birth? Skip. Eyes. Correct. Number five. Do babies have more or fewer bones than adults? Fewer. Incorrect. In medieval Stop. times, what creatures were used to treat baby illnesses? Skip. Number seven, on average, a baby is born on Earth after how many seconds? Ten. Incorrect. And number eight, babies lack object permanence on er early on, which means that they love what game? Peekaboo. Correct. Number nine, what is the first color that babies recognize? Black. Incorrect. Number 10, babies derive their parents uh, of approximately 44 days of what? Or deprive their parents of approximately 44 days of what? Nutrients. Incorrect. And number 11, <laughs> despite having taste buds, what can't babies taste? Food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't not know. All right, two points awarded you, there, I'm Cameron. getting you a parenting book. <laughs> All right, we'll go. You got down to a number 11. Maddie, you got plenty of points to steal here. You didn't get number yeah. 11. Despite having more taste buds than adults, what can't babies taste? Breast milk. Incorrect. The answer was salt. Oh. Oh, what's oh. sour? No, they, they oh, can I'm only taste you sweet and sour. I, they cannot taste I, they, I didn't know that one, but I, I thought they could only one. taste sweet and bitter. Oh, I thought they couldn't taste salt. Sweet and, and sour can't taste salt. That's interesting. But I, I thought they could only taste bitter. You're welcome to fact check me. I might. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, number nine. No, number ten. You also got wrong. Babies deprive their parents of approximately 44 days of what? Sleep. Sleep. Correct answer, Maddie, for the steal. I feel like that's more for the mom because I know she's depriving me of sleep already. Already. Yeah. It's going to count up. Okay. Ridiculous. Number nine. What is the first color that babies recognize? Maddie, you got is it one? red? It is red. Correct answer. Uh, number eight. 
Cameron did this go get this one. Babies lack object permanence early on, which is why they love peekaboo. But you didn't get number seven. On average, a baby is born on Earth after how many seconds? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, 3,000? Like, I don't know. Nope. Just three. One baby three is born seconds. on Earth after every three seconds. Oh, I thought... Okay. I thought the question was, like... On average, like, how many seconds does it take for a baby to be born? Like, oh. the labor process. Oh, I'm like, I don't seconds? know. seconds? That's a lot. Um, nope. No points awarded there. Here's number six. In medieval times, what creatures were used to treat baby illnesses? Leeches? Leeches is the correct answer. Bloodletting, unfortunately. Number five. Do babies have more or fewer bones than adults? Mm. More. More. Correct answer. They have 300 compared to adults 206. Uh, number three. What is... Lanugo. It's the stuff that's on the baby's skin that helps, like, protect it in the womb. I think it helps keep it warm, but it's also supposed to help, like, their skin stay. 100%. You nailed it. And the weird part about it is that it falls off in the womb, and then they swallow it, and it becomes part of the first Ew. poop. <laughs> um, you're right. But you did get number four, Cameron, that the color that can change after birth uh, in on the baby's body is their eyes. Um, but you didn't get number one or two. So two more points for you to steal here, Maddie. Port wine stains and stork bites are common names for what? It's like the, I don't know, like a birthmark, birthmark. or, yeah. Exactly. Birthmarks. Stork and bites don't stay, like, for super long. No, like, I'm, th no, but, don't. I mean, Hayden had one. 80% of babies are born with birthmarks, but not a lot of them actually retain it. Also, I was wrong. <laughs> they can't taste salt. They don't taste, like, bitter tastes until they're, like, four months old. Okay. But they can taste sweet. Cool. And I don't know what else they can taste. The more we know. The Excellent. Last question of set B, uh, number one. Babies born in the month of May tend to be what in comparison to other babies? Bigger. Bigger, yes. Heavier. Oh. By <laughs> I, was about, like, I was like smarter. By smarter. about 200 grams, I think. Um, Maddie, you stole seven points. Cameron, you kept that too. We still have four questions remaining. We'll see how you do. Number 12 is an easy one. What is the name of the cord that feeds the baby in the womb? Umbilical cord. Umbilical cord. Maddie by a hair there. Number 13, getting a cold at an early age can stunt a baby's what? Growth. 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 Cameron got that one. And number 14, doing what for your child at any age is proven to increase intelligence? Uh, reading to them? Reading to them. Oh. Correct answer. Maddie got that one. And number 15, most babies can take up to two weeks to recognize whose voice? Their dad's. Their dad's voice is the correct <laughs> answer. Excellent work. An additional nine points added for Maddie brings you to 44. Cameron, you Holy only got more. four out of there. You end up with 30. That may just be, I'd have to check the numbers, but it might just be the largest win that we've oh, had on this show. Oh, my goodness. If I know anything about Maddie... She's not going to bring a baby into this world unless she knows almost everything about it. Because <laughs> she likes to be prepared. Y'all better be on the lookout for this kid. I do my research. Excellent work, you guys. 44 points from I'll 30 for Cameron. I'll keep it alive. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Toss Up. Credits go to Max Kolomowski for our artwork, Jacob Man Big Band for our music, and supporting credits to Abigail Howell for help with this week's questions. We will see you all next week. Take care.